Hello, and welcome to The Travis Pepper Show. I'm Travis Pepper, and in this week, Luke and I are going to be discussing the book Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez, and the album When the Storms Would Come by a band called Holy Holy. But first, just take a listen to how much we struggled during this week. Dude, I finished that book this morning. It was, um, it was only 60%, because 40% of it was made up by acknowledgements and journals and papers and everything that she's referenced so i was fucking started this morning bricking it thinking i'm less than 50 percent of the way through turns out i was about 80 percent of the way through so i'm done Woohoo! prepared for the travis pepper show oh thank god <laughs> i was looking at the contents page being like i swear i'm i'm like steaming through this book like i swear I'm making good progress. But then I look at and I was like, oh, I've done 8% today. Fuck. What? So that's good. I'll finish it today then. All good. It's mental, mate. I've never known 40% of a book to be purely saved for references and acknowledgements. That's crazy. But it shows that they've obviously... Um, they've obviously done their research. They've got lots of journals cited and all the rest of it. But what a fucking relief! If I had another forty percent to go, I'd be. <clears throat> excuse me, I'd be uh, struggling like biscuits this afternoon trying to get that done. But I'm free as a bird, and now I'm gonna go for a slash. You sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense It's the Travis Pepper Show Are you ready for me? You ready I'm for us to rock and roll? Nice, I like that I'm answer ready to rock and roll. So my, uh, <laughs> my secret to stopping okay. the headphones from leaking I've mm-hmm. come up with an incredible way to stop it happening I wear a hoodie with my hood up And it solves all problems <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining you're going to be adding more and more things as this progresses to get on. And with it by like episode 20, you'll have your headphones, you'll have a little beanie hat over the top this time, then a little yeah. hoodie, then an elastic band holding it all together, keeping it nice and compressed. Elastic so. band would be good. That was yeah. one thing that when I was recorded on Friday, my, my hood kept falling down. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep putting it up. So fingers crossed it will stay up this time. So that's oh, a win okay. because... So hopefully we're not going to get any like leaking from my headphones because my hoodie solves that problem. And the second thing is I've not brushed my teeth this week. So that's a big part. Yeah. That's a big plus as well. Which usually when you tell someone when you're having a chat is not a good thing to say. Just, you know, I haven't brushed my teeth this week. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I have I have brushed my teeth this week, but not before <laughs> the podcast. And that was my issue last week. I uh, It's not a teeth brushing of- week this week. Well, no, and it's so annoying because I I didn't realise what was making my mouth dry, and every time I was opening my mouth, I was getting, and it was awful. And I was just like, oh, this is this is rat's piss. 
And um, I realised <laughs> I realised that it was because of the fact that actually I was brushing my teeth and there must be something in my toothpaste that um, was making my mouth go dry. So I don't know why I felt the need to brush my teeth before I spoke to you on the podcast because I don't think you could it's be just any further. Fer- fer- well, or maybe you got your toothpaste mixed up with your rat pissed or something like that. <laughs> If you, if you got as, as our friend Colin oh, the classic, <laughs> the classic. I've got my Go toothpaste muddled up with my uh, rat's piss or cat's piss. What did we say? Either one. But like, oh, oh the, mo- the movie was cat's piss, but you said rat's piss. Now <laughs> you're, you're you're branching out, aren't you? No, I no, I think that the movie is rat's piss. Cat. Oh no, it's cat wee. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, but like, you're super far away from me. So if you can smell my breath from there, you've got problems. Yeah. I've got problems. Hopefully one Both day you'll be able to smell my breath again. And I mean that in like the nicest <laughs> way. <laughs> I hope so too, I guess. I think. That's, I'll tell yeah. you when I see you. <laughs> That'll be a great episode when we can actually do one where we can smell each other's breath. That'll be a big day. Um, tell you what, next next time I nice. see you, it will be, um, I'll just sit down next to you and just be like, nope, wasn't worth it. oh dear it would be cool to do a live episode do you know when like the best live episode would be in um if we did one at Bude so to like anybody that's listening we go down to we always go down to Bude without fail as a group and go camping on the August bank holiday weekend and it's been a tradition for years and years and years to go down there Mm. that weekend um and I was thinking to myself the other day Travis if you can make it we could do a, a podcast that weekend um, down yeah. there. I don't know how we'd work the technicals out, but... I, I'm imagining it now. I'll get a little Zoom recorder, two microphones. We'll pop off, um, head towards the beach, sit on the nice edge of, a, edge of a cliff and just do our podcast whilst looking into the sea. I think it will be beautiful. We can have and lots of guest appearances as well, if you think about it. Some of our biggest <laughs> yeah. and only fans will be in that field. <laughs> <laughs> to be so, honest, uh, we don't even need to record it. We just sit there with the deck chairs and start talking at people. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what we could do is sit there with microphones, not plugged into anything, and pretend that we're doing it, and it would just be <laughs> it would just be a live show for anybody anybody that's abused, which is like all it. five of our fans. Um, before we get lost in translation, do we are we jingling? What's the um, yeah. I would have said that we would have already jingled, maybe. You've, you've got a jingle plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Jingle plan. I like I like jingle plan because it takes pressure off me. Um, jingle I've been thinking... plan, jingle plan. Jingle oh, no, don't plan do that. Today. We'll do that one next week. <laughs> do your jingle plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's Christmas. That's Christmas edition. Um, jingle so, plan. Yeah. Jingle is sorted. <laughs> Headphones are sorted. Teeth are not brushed. Like everything is ready to go. How are you? How's your week been? Um, my week, my week. Uh, I finally found a new place to live, which is good because I've been searching oh, for a while. So that's awesome. quite nice. A lot of stress off. More focus on the podcast. So that's going to be uh, great. Enjoy it's been an interesting life. week because uh, you caught me out a little bit last week um, because I was not up to date with everything that was going on with George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter, all of these protests. When you asked me, oh, oh yeah, okay. seeing what's going on in America. And I was like, shit. Huh? Uh, huh? I, I, heard, I heard something. Uh, it's, it looked bad. What are we going to do? So, of course, in the spirit of um, this podcast, um, mm. 
I've looked at what's gone on, done my own research, educated myself as much as I can. So this week has been a bit about that for me, as well as reading um, another heavy hitting book, which was The Invisible Women, uh, Invisible Women, which we will talk about later. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting week just seeing everything that's going on on social media. I'd like to say um, uh, like a little shout out to our man, Ron Finley. He's been... Um, He's been a big advocate for... Uh, yeah, he's been pushing hard, Matter. hasn't he? He has. He's really been doing it for years. Hard. And of course, using this opportunity um, to put that out there, get the message across, which I think is quite interesting. And yeah. what always interests for me sure. is um, the idea of opinions. And so when we read this Invisible Women, Women book this week, what I liked about yeah. it... Um, before we get into it, it's just that it's it's data, it's facts. And I like that because everybody seems to have different opinions and interpret things very, very differently. Yeah. And this got me thinking about getting to the root of a message and finding out what it means to you um, can be more important than just trying to make everybody happy. Because it was a Ron Finley post that got me thinking this. And he, as a post... Um, on his Instagram and in the caption, it said, um, there's one fucking race and it's called the human race. Now that statement, I've seen other people, um, other people that I've got on Facebook, um, uh, black people who have said that this, uh, is something that they wouldn't say and they don't encourage people to say because mm -hmm. it refuses to recognize race and, uh, it, it actually doesn't acknowledge the problems of racism. So, I know that everybody has their own opinion and this is something I want to make clear with what we do because you and I chat all the time. We just, we have opinions and we splurt them out and now we found this online way of recording <laughs> our opinions and putting them out there. It's, and I think it's, it's, like we're, it's like when man discovered fire. <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> yeah, man discovered fire and we're the people that would accidentally set something on fire that we weren't meant to. This is what we, this is what we do. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because um, we're both white men, which is um, uh, a quite unique. And what we, you know, you can find out is quite a privileged thing to be. It's quite nice. Mm. Um, and yeah. as a white person and a white man, um, a lot of things that we may hear um, is that our opinion gets discredited a couple of times. And so you, I, I've heard a lot and I've received a lot of, if you're not black, you don't have an opinion. You've got no vagina, you don't get an opinion on it. All these different uh, race, gender issues. Um, but my opinion on having an opinion is, it's natural for everybody in the entire world to have an opinion. And at least in the Western world, um, it is your right to be able to express your opinion. But personally, and I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like you might do. It mm. is your responsibility as, be as someone who is self-aware to educate yourself, stay informed, listen to people, always strive to know a bit more than before. And I think that's what this week has been uh, when reading Invisible Women. And I think yeah. that's what the next week's going to be uh, for us because... Uh, we've decided that this week, the recommendations that we are going to do are going to be relevant to the Black Lives Matter cause, uh, are going to be by writer, uh, black writers, black artists, uh, etc. Um, mm. And it's going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah. But I feel like yeah, that's the yeah. spirit. That's what we're 
we're here to do. We're here to learn a bit. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what week. this podcast's all about, right? Isn't it? It's yeah. uh, well, that's not really been your week because you missed out a vital piece of information. But what you've said is what? really powerful. Vital piece, um, vital piece of inf- what? Yeah, you've missed out a vital piece of information. Oh, is this one of those things when you remind me what I've done this week and it was embarrassing? No, it's, no, 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 it's not. It's not one of those things. I wish it was. I wish I had more information. <laughs> Another toilet paper bikini. Oh, God. No, no toilet paper bikini. It was actually going to be, I was just going to discuss for one last time. I think we can do it once more um, because it's finished now, which is a good thing, I think, because I think it had run its course. But we had our last ever Zoom quiz last Sunday. Um, oh, yeah. Which I, thought, which I thought was a good way to go out. And uh, I actually decided, obviously, to... to enter the zoom quiz in the bath because i was looking at the bath on sunday i was like, really <laughs> yeah. i was like, really fancy a bath but we got a zoom quiz um and i'm just a bit upset that you didn't comment on how great i looked in a bath but well luke it this is not i don't really want to share you with the world i kind of want to keep you to myself in fact that i have a screenshot of you in that bath as my desktop background on this laptop. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. do. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, People aren't home, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to see this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen with Luke just now. <laughs> just so you can see. If you oh, look at the zoom. Hang on, I can't see it because I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh uh, okay, at, never mind. I, I, uh, no, I can now. I can yeah. now I've I've switched across. This is you. <laughs> well I will post this on I social media I'm sure. Why can't I see it? Oh. Well, technical difficulties, I can't see it. But yeah, take Again. a screenshot of Never it mind. and, uh, and uh, we can put it onto social media at some point. But no, to, to talk about the important things, mate, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. I think... Mm. Do you? Yeah, we, you and me don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not fast enough, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you and me don't have a platform, do we really? So it, it's all a little bit of... It's a bit of a piss in the ocean, but I think that if we can, if we can learn something this week, recommend something that is influenced or is is by you know black people or about the situation of what's happening at the moment, and we can listen to that and we can pass that bit of knowledge on, or we can inspire somebody else to um, to look at something, then that's a small win, right? And all these, and and I know that's really not helping the situation in the grand scheme of things and it's not changing anybody's lives really but all these small little incremental gains is is what will be the start of hopefully seeing a big change and um yeah mm. I, I mean i put it on instagram this week that 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 post that you had with all the um the kind of different podcasts books albums uh things that you can use to educate yourself on what's going on and uh, the response I had from people on Instagram was pretty cool. You know, so many people that are actually kind of coming back saying, I've read this, I recommend this. Um, and that's just nice to see that there is people mm. that do give a shit. Um, yeah. yeah. So that Choosing is... Choosing uh, what to give a fuck about. Yeah. Ah, Mark As Manson. Our, Here we go. Our good Mark Manson um, uh, said. But if we want to touch on a light note before we Ooh, dive yeah, into on. one of our books. Give me something. Fun fact. So... I live in Germany at the moment and uh, my name is, uh, well, my written down name is uh, James Riches. So in England, Mm -hmm. you'd call me Mr. Riches, but in Germany, they call me Herr Riches, which when they say it in a hospital, when I'm waiting for an appointment, sounds like they're saying hairy chest. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, so, I was like, what's he getting? I thought it was going to be hair something. I thought, he, I thought he was saying hair itches. Well, it's like hairy chest. Uh, it sounds like he's going, hairy chest, hairy chest. <laughs> I, just, I've, I found that out earlier this week and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I had an image of you like walking up to a doctor and trying to say that you're, what, what would you say, Mr. Riches, saying I am Mr. Riches. And yeah. coming across to the doctor like hair riches and just like <laughs> point, p- pointing down your trousers. <laughs> trousers? <laughs> My trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh well there goes that one Actually, oh, like, i don't know why i can't speak you know you, we were talking about this last week and you, you were saying that uh some of the listeners in germany or people you're friends with are like just can't understand your mate I, and thinking about it i don't blame them because <laughs> yeah, i struggle okay. with words like bollocks and trousers 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 trousers, trousers. that's how you say it isn't it you know that thing where you say a word enough times it starts to not make sense at all? Yes. Well, for you, it yes. just doesn't make sense from the beginning, it seems. So <laughs> it's a bit different. <laughs> oh, dear. So talking about wearing the trousers, should we uh, should we move on to Invisible Women? Oh, no, I shouldn't do that. That was the worst segue <laughs> that I've ever experienced. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, sorry <laughs> well we know who wears the trousers in my relationship i do because i'm single but um well your brother puts yeah. his leg through um uh legs through both my, uh, trouser legs doesn't he or exactly he <laughs> my brother's always on for equality he's always put both legs through one side of his pants in he case tries somebody to get else two wants to wear one pair of trousers <laughs> <laughs> we can share the trousers together <laughs> Oh man! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! Right. It's so funny. It's so funny to think about him with like loads of pairs of pants, or with one really large left leg. <laughs> I'm like, nor- Wait, so he still has the right leg, even though he's not going to use it. <laughs> oh dear! Sorry, oh, I like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So after the world's worst segue, I think we should talk about it. I think we should. Well, probably talk about it. we just spent two weeks reading it. Well, to be fair, we were panicking both of us were in a panic time. panic yesterday because we we were we we thought we were making both of us were thought we were making really good headway on the book, but then it was like, oh, I'm only on fifty percent. Why is this percentage yes. just not going up? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I've, um, I read the uh, the afterward uh, this morning again, and it ends at fifty nine percent on yep. kindles because the remaining 40 percent are um the references the um yep. the data references which yep. is great all the journals yeah 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 it mm. is good because it means that like you say it's backed up on data i think the problem is right mm-hmm. this is a little bit of a problem um we didn't have enough time for this book because I could have then after reading the book i would have loved to almost dive into some of the literature that she quotes because i'm not saying that she has because i haven't looked at it but you can always pick literature to back your argument and we'll get into it in a later date but a later date mm. get into it later in the conversation about that because i've got thoughts on it but i think okay. it's wicked that you're right it's a it, it's a big plus for me that this is a book that isn't just saying this is how i feel and this is what i've experienced you know there is part of that is part of it for her um mm. but it's also backed by literature so it and has been eye opening, and the bits that are her opinion are kind of. They, I, I found that they were used as more like narratives to join the facts together. So she'd yep. she'd, she'd post some facts and say it like this, 
and she'd say um, something like, well, and my friend, when they went to the doctor, experienced just this and this, 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 this. And then they'd use an aspect of that little anecdote to then go, and here are some other facts that relate to another part of that story. So I felt like that really um, helped the narrative as well. Yeah, um, which yeah, is cool. yeah, yeah. And the well, fact I've been, that I've been sorry, go on. I was I was just going to say that um, speaking about um, all of the data that's in there, a lot yeah. of the narrative of the book is about um, how things should be very objective, but no human being can be ob- completely objective. They cannot. You cannot remove your personal experience from an occasion uh, from an equation, no matter how hard you try sort of thing mm-hmm. there's always there was always a part of your mind that goes you know i've got all this data in front of me but every time i've done like say you're starting a company or something and um all of the data out there is that that people have brought you says this market is strong this market is strong this is where you need to make your start and you're there going oh but in the last three businesses i set up this just wasn't the case this wasn't the case mm-hmm. at all this wasn't the case at all and so mm-hmm. of course experience is a good thing but you know times may have changed by that point so you the ability to be objective could put you in a better stead you know mm-hmm. um so that is a quite interesting part of the book about being objective and yeah. as opposed to subjective and us as humans inability well, all i was going to say is i just want to take it back to the start and, and explain what it is because i don't think we've spoken about what the book is yeah so for anybody that's not read invisible women it is a book that talks about the data gap um, where women are not represented in data that's medical, in data for test dummies, for car crashes, in history, um, and how all of the data that we look at is biased towards men and is all taken on the average male, stereotypical five foot ten white man, um, and how that data especially in, in the, what I thought was interesting we get into it is the, in the medical sense that actually that data on how drugs and medicine react with a male body is not the same for women. So it's talking about the dangers actually of the, the this, this data gap creates. Um, mm. So that's mm. for anybody that's not read it, what the premise of the book is about. Yeah. And for me, mate, like, I, I feel, do you know what? I must admit, I feel a little bit on eggshells when we're talking about this book because you you mentioned it at the start of the conversation. It's like we are two stereotypical privileged white males and I feel like we can't win here because if we <clears throat> were to agree with this book, I feel like it, like you said, you said something like you've not got a vagina, right? Like it, we can't actually put ourselves in the position of these people so it's really hard for us to cast judgment yeah and it's also really hard if we criticize it because then we come off like bigoted pigs and i don't want to do that either it's kind of like do you know when um it made me got me thinking do you know when celebrities go to africa for like comic relief and they get a load of stick for like doing that for attention and you like you can't put yourself in the shoes of those people it's kind of like that that's the way I've yeah been, it's a lose-lose been it's like they it. could have all all intention to go over and help but then there's one person they'll be like oh it's just a publicity stunt yeah exactly you know, yeah, yeah you can't yeah. you so, can't do the right thing and you can't do the wrong thing it's like yeah, for sure uh, yeah i get it it's yeah. um well the thing is when it came to actually reading the book so mm-hmm. i like this book I, I i liked reading it by the end 
I, I don't want to say I was having a good time because that, that doesn't. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! Inequality! No, no. It wasn't like that at all. Oh, oh, oh please, 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 please let me say something quickly so we can fit this in the 60 second clip for Instagram. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> otherwise, you're going to look like a right horrible human. I'm going to keep yeah, dragging yeah. it out so you don't get the 60 please seconds. Please stop. Okay. Please shut up. <laughs> so, it's. Um, so, when I started reading it, um and this i don't know maybe this advice will be good for any guys who decide to read this book but once i got past re- i was reading it in this very angry tone that i've heard before in from uh peers in school uh teachers friends and family who are just like having a go this is what this is the voice i chose to read it in subconsciously when I started reading it and I, and I got mm-hmm. like, I've got grief from uh, female relatives and stuff who are just having a go at me. This is not <laughs> uncommon. I do a lot of stupid things and I, a lot of these comments I do deserve, but, um, in order to get past that, I just looked up, um, a talk, uh, with, uh, uh Caroline, um, the author mm. and, uh, uh, Caroline Criado Perez, I think it is. And, um, yeah, uh, I listened to her voice and I was like, oh, she doesn't sound like that. That's a lot nicer as well. Um, yeah. So I kind of relaxed a little, got into it, and I started to really enjoy some of her some of her sarcastic responses to um, many of what I think are quite pathetic and weak accusations and comebacks that um, trolls and stuff have um, um, used against some of the statistics. Not even her opinion, like just the, the, the facts. And... Yeah. These are, these are facts that so maybe someone thought was drew a conclusion in the eighties and researchers now um, completely justified why things were that way and he drew the wrong conclusion. But for example, there was a guy called um, Stephen Levy who was um, head of uh, I think it was like a competitive hacking um, competitions and stuff like that. And what he said, a quote he said was the sad fact was that there was never a star quality female hacker. No one knows why. And Caroline mm-hmm. comes back with, oh, I don't know, Steve. We could probably take a wild guess and then just blow all the statistics there and the evidence as to why mm-hmm. this is probably... So I started to enjoy those little moments, those little sarcastic um, sarcastic moments, which led me to enjoy the book. But I think yeah. the confusion for many men that will be reading and i needed to switch this as well um when processing the information in the book she often Mm -hmm. states um like what's it uh, designed by designed for men by men or decided for men by men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for my my emotional response there was that this is alluding to sexist intent like this was all deliberate but she obviously goes on and says like whether it was intentional or not you know it it probably wasn't a lot of it was but to make it easier for me and for this i've got that quote actually sorry do you you want it yeah i've got the actual quote from the book so it says living in a world built around male data can be deadly one of the most important things to say about the gender the gender data gap is that it's not malicious or deliberate yeah so she points she points that out that this gap has been created which i thought was quite cool she says yeah. it's not malicious, so it's not deliberate. Yeah, so I translated that to, instead of, you know, d- 
designed for men by men. I might be, get criticized for this way, but um, I read, decided to read it as badly designed for humans by men. Uh, in the sense that Badly they're neglecting. So so the intent oh, was, okay, because a lot of the time it's like, oh, we need to design a city. We need to design it. Right. Lots of transport is now available to get to work and back again. Cool. Primary city planning achieved. Humans are going to love this. And then we've got about all the, the daycare accessibility, medical accessibility, um, different... Uh, daily routes and stuff like that and it's it's not like it was like <laughs> fuck women oh this is all for men <laughs> it's like sorry the, the, the decision the decisions were uh, a lot of the most of the decisions i hope were made to benefit the human race um but mm. because as she says about these different data gaps it's difficult to do that when you don't have all the information you know mm -hmm. so that's mm. how i read yeah, it yeah and yeah um, no i agree with you i think she like is She's inspirational. I think you, you touched on a point which I also agree with that she got a hell of a load of shit from men. And some of the, some of, to, to, to take those comments and just run with it, hats off to her because there was some really vile stuff in there. And I actually winced when I looked at some of the comments and some of the things people say to her. Obviously, men, men that are trying All to right. put her down. Okay. Um, I'm not even going to say some of it. It's vile. But, I actually saw her do a TED talk and she was talking about some of these quotes that she's received. And it was due to the fact that she petitioned to keep the only female historical figure on the banknote because the uh, Bank of England were going to take the one female historical figure off. I think it was the five pound note. I could be wrong. Um, and she won that. And then she got like a shower of shit from, from people and, uh, you know, like fair play to her, but you, you're right. The stats as well that she brings up. So I think for me, the stats that I thought um, were interesting were around kind of things like sexual harassment, medical, mm -hmm. medical assessments and testing on cars. So like, I'll give you some examples of things that are just actually mind blowing really. So um, this is one, I don't know how you figure it out because I'm not trying to be funny, but it says 96% of, of sexual harassment and sexual assault assaults on the subway go unreported. If it's unreported, how do you know that's the figure? Um, do you know what I mean? That's a genuine question as well. Because to me, that one was yeah, like... Yeah, this, this, is, this is a confusing one. So I think what it's done is um, it, it uses concentrate, concentrated statistics and extrapolates. And it says like, it's the... So with the COVID-19 stuff at the moment, you know that there's like a death, percentage death rate... And yeah. um, it's based on total number of reported cases, but there are a load of cases that we don't actually know about. So right, okay. in certain areas, so that's just a finger in the air number. Well, no. So what? So what you do is so say you've got um, you got three thousand. So uh, why three? That's just going to complicate things. So you've got a hundred cases, and yep. um, you've got one death. So that's a one percent yep. death rate. But you haven't tested for everything. So you take data from somewhere else where, so for example, with the COVID stuff we've done, South Korea have tested yep. so many people and then they found that actually there, in their situation, there were a thousand cases and there was one death. So there's actually a 0.1% death rate. So then you yeah. come back to us and you go, oh, well, we've had one person die, but we only know about a hundred cases. So yep. using that data... 
we can extrapolate yeah. and work out that actually yeah. there are 900 missing cases that we don't know about. So yeah, I the think difference it's that there kind of is technique. that you still the difference there is you still get the data from the person that dies. Whereas if they're not reporting this at all, how you then figure out on top? Anyway, it's regardless. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll, I'll read. I'll read some. I'll read some more. Um, 90% 90 of French women have been victims of sexual harassment on public transport. 90%. Mm. Um, It then goes on to say women are often unsure what counts as sexual harassment. I actually didn't know myself. Do you know what uh, is classified as sexual harassment? Not in this specific case. Uh, Go on. Tell me. Tell me. So I I had a look and it, it... what, what what Google spits out, whether this is right or not, uh, sexual harassment is defined as when any verbal or uh, verbal, non-verbal or physical action is used to change a victim's sexual status against the will of the victim, resulting in the victim feeling inferior or hurting the victim's dignity. So sh- I guess that that includes, you know, if you were to shout something at a woman, um that was sexual, right? That would be. I was waiting for you to give an example. Then I was on. I was, <laughs> my toes were <laughs> curling in preparation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no mate, as I say, as I say, no, no, no. Um, some other things uh, in the UK: ninety percent of single parents are women. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Um, this is a good one. So suitable for children films. So anything classified, I guess, as U or PG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Between nineteen ninety and two thousand and five found that 28% of speaking roles went to women. It's mm-hmm. a really small number, 20, 28%. Uh, 90% of females in Silicon Valley have witnessed sexual behaviour. And uh, you're three times more likely to get whiplash due to the test dummies um, for car and automotive testing being mainly average male um, US like dummies that they use. But they do have uh, female ones that they use in the US now. Um, but like, so there's... Do you know what got me about the book? I was like, there's so many stats in there around, and we didn't even touch the medical stuff around you yeah. know, how many women have died due to incorrect medical dosage or diagnosis. Is that right? Diagnosis. diagnosis. So diagnosis. being di- diagnosed incorrectly <laughs> yeah. or uh, given the wrong kind of drugs. But then there was, so I would say 90% of the stats in there are incredible and it is super eye-opening. Um, mm. But then there's 10%, I'd say, that are just... I'd, just frustrated me because I was like, I feel like you're letting yourself down here because you've got a really good book on your hand, but you're getting silly. And the one that really got me was the um, the the average uh, iPhone is too big for a woman's hand, so that women are disadvantaged <laughs> right. because an iPhone is too big. And I thought you're being silly here because I've never heard a woman in my life say. Actually, do you know what? I don't. I can't get on in life because my iPhone is too big for my hand, and it made me think that's petty. And do you know what it did? I, I read on right, and it actually says the average female hand span is between seven to eight inches. Guess how big my hand is? <laughs> uh, I went and measured my hand. <laughs> how big is your hand, Luke? Oh, so right, the average I've got a ruler here. I'm measuring mine. So, yeah, so the, the biggest span I could get, seven to eight inches, is the average female hand span. Mine is 7.2. So I'm in that average. And I have never, ever had a problem. And I, and again, it's me not walking in their shoes. And I'm sure there is lots of issues. There is lots of issues that are wrong. But I was like, come on. The iPhone thing with the hand, the hand size. I don't know. I just felt there was a few things in there. Another one that she said is that pavement <laughs> My is... My hand span's bigger than yours. 
So. <laughs> what do you want? A medal? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy so, to know I've won. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me in so many ways, Travis, including your hand span. But like, there were things like that in it, which I was yeah. like, it lets it lets the book down because the book is so powerful and there's so many super important things in there. Um, but then when you talk about the, you know, are oh, we suffering because iPhones are too big for our hands? I'm a little bit on the fence with that. Um, there was another one that said that pavement was designed to catch women's heels. And again, I was like, mm, is it? Do you know what I mean? The average pavement size was designed for men stepping up so women catch their heels. Um, mm. I don't know. There's a f- do, you, do you see what I mean? It kind of I see ruined, what you mean. Yeah. Kind of ruins and- the tone of the book for me if I'm going to be objective and, and, and criticise it in some way. Um, but then like another huge thing that really struck me was this concept, which I'd never thought about before, of unpaid labour. Yeah, so, so this was one of my favourite facts in the book uh, was about the unpaid labour. Because mm. um, for for those uh, those who are listening, unpaid labour is all the work that gets done at home and therefore you don't get paid for. But this includes like uh, childcare, looking after the kids, cooking, cleaning, uh, giving trips to elderly relatives and stuff like that. And so for a single male and a single female, unpaid labour is on average the same. <laughs> but... When right. a man and a woman start to coexist, live together, yeah, <laughs> the unpaid labour goes up for women <laughs> and down yeah. for men. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. was like a reverse, oh, that's pathetic kind of thing. Because I'm just like, I, <laughs> I'm just... Do you know, do you know what that up? probably is, though? That, that, that probably is because, that, that again, it's wrong, but it's probably due to the, the pay gap. Men get paid more, so if, so if one of the patient, like yeah. If so if somebody in the household work, is going to yeah. give up their salary, surely it's that let's give up the person that earns the least. Which but that was typically, uh, that fact was on again, uh, employed. So both are in employment. Ah, the unpaid labour. Okay, okay, up. that's ridiculous. Then that is ridiculous. <laughs> I, but it, it, it's one of those kind of like dark humour moments where I read it and I was just like, huh? oh, what? Oh, uh, huh? Like it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. just what's just so stupid but yeah this unpaid labor um because one of the big things is it's not included in stuff like gdpr and and you know it doesn't it's not even considered part of the economy you know so learning yeah. about that yeah, it's was not quite interesting wasn't it yeah i thought that was really interesting and it made me open my eyes and think actually it's right there's a lot of work and time and effort that goes into people being cared for people cleaning up around the house making sure that the domestic family are moving forward so to speak um mm. and that was very very powerful and it, it, it kind of one of one of the things that got me thinking as well I'm, I'm about to solve i'm about to solve everyone's problems here with my <laughs> <laughs> with my insightful knowledge Uh-oh. um but <laughs> brace yourself no but one of the things i was thinking about and i don't know if you've thought about this is it is definitely important that we try and make things um there, there's there's a few questions i've got as equal as possible but um one of the reasons why I thought this falls down is that actually, naturally, the world is not fair. And if you're talking about business, the market, the market in terms of, um, well, how do I explain what I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. Results are res- results are based on performance, right? And 
that that the performance doesn't take into consideration gender, age, race, anything like that. So where we've got a problem in life is let me give you two examples. You've got example A company over here that's all male and they're like software developers building a product and company B are all female. Um and the you know both male and female they both have kids, right? That during this time, but obviously the males work more. The males have got a like unfairly, they've got an unfair advantage that they have got a bigger capacity to work. They can do more. They can get more done if they like say don't have kids. Whereas the the women that are going off having kids and stuff, they spend less time on it. And ultimately, the product that's put into the general public usually the one that wins is the best product. So there's mm. these unfair balances that I feel will always be really hard to overcome and it then it then got me thinking about well do women want to be treated differently because the book talk, and this is a genuine question and I'd love to know what you think on this because mm-hmm. the book talks about actually we need to account for the fact that women are at a disadvantage so we need to give them a leg up right we need to be we need to treat them in a special way so that it's fair for them okay which is fine if if that if that's how women want to be treated I would definitely do that. But I would argue that I know lots of women that will say, treat me like you would treat a man. I don't want special treatment. I've proved to you that I'm the same. I can prove to you that I am not at a disadvantage. So the book was saying we need to take care of women and treat them in a a special manner because they're at a disadvantage. I'm like, okay, we could do that. But I feel like there's women that would actually say, don't treat me differently. I'm just as capable. I'm just as strong. I'm just as powerful Treat me like you would the rest of the people in the company in the group. Does that make sense? I get where you're coming from, but what I the way the way I see this is that um it's it's not in the sense of the special treatment is like, oh, you get a surplus because you're a woman. You don't get you like get an extra ten percent on your salary because you're a woman because life's it's difficult to be a woman. It's I don't think it's like that. I think it's more the the special treatment is just being aware of the needs that are different. So when it comes to like, um, say the bathroom situation that that's mentioned as well, you've got the mm-hmm. men's toilets and the women's toilets. And, and she, one of the things she talks about is, Oh, just have a gender neutral toilet. And she's like, well, that doesn't, you know, that that's been tried and it doesn't actually work. You just get people using both and stuff. Cause you have uh, gendered with urinals and gendered without, uh, gender neutral with viewers mm. and that. Um, but what it is, is it's not, it's about um, d- dividing up those ratios so they work in a better way. And that uh, a lot more women are, <laughs> there are a lot more women that are pregnant than there are men that are pregnant, uh, yeah. for, for one, um, which means that you need to go to the toilet more. Um, women have their menstrual cycles. So the most convenient place to change that and uh, deal with that is in uh, the toilets in a cubicle because mm. you get your own privacy mm. and stuff like that. So there's a lot more things there. So the ratio, so th- that kind of thing is a bit more of like a, a ratio um, thing for like bathrooms. And it's not saying that, um, Oh, women are going to spend more time queuing. So you should extend their hours or something or, or pay them a little bit more for the time that they spend queuing. It's like, I don't yeah. think women want that. They'd just rather have the ability and the resources there so they can do it. Like, uh, there was the CEO of, um, COO or CEO, CEO of Google who was pregnant, realized that she couldn't walk from the other side of a car park. And so she was like, yeah. Oh, we just need some pregnancy spaces. She's not yeah. she's like just 
just so that they're nearer the building. And that's not yeah. saying that because I'm pregnant, um, could you up my performance rating by one or you can uh, up my bonus by one just because I'm pregnant and I'm a woman yeah. and I have to be pregnant. It's like, yeah. no, give me a parking space near the building so I can come in and do the job that I want to do just as well as anyone else. And I think that's more yeah. of the special treatment that, that that we say. And I think that's um, that's very relevant for um, when it comes to the, the childcare because a lot of what is said is it's a lot of the facts in the book are this is difficult for women because women make up 70% of the people that are affected by this, or women make up 80% of the people that are affected by this. And this is stuff like childcare and stuff like that. So there are men that opt to do these things. And what's quite interesting mm -hmm. is that uh, when you, if you make those aspects of life more appealing, the, when you take countries like, Sweden and stuff that provide um, more childcare benefits and um, better paternity and maternity leave. You have more men taking equal shares of this work, so it's it's not necessarily um, saying that if women want to do this job um, and they're not going to, uh, they're at a disadvantage and therefore. Um, you should compensate them for it. It's there are other aspects of the lifestyle that this this unpaid labor that yeah. require which we can make easier. And when you do, so this is a thing about like the programming things. Like um, as soon as programming, which was all originally done by women, women did all the maths. Uh, this was a women's job. It's secretarial. Um, so NASA uh, when they started uh, using needing programmers women did this yeah. work they did all the long uh the long maths for it as yeah. soon as people realize ah this is quite an appealing work loads of men went oh i kind of want to do that as well and i think if you make it easier for uh make childcare and stuff more appealing i find i find i think that more people more men might go actually that's something i want to do but at the moment yeah it's not appealing is it this 15 hour day of not getting paid slaving over a hot stove screaming children does not sound appealing uh, to, to no. me and and a lot of sure. people who want kids as we've said before men seem to um earn more than women so it's more logical more efficient for men to stay in work so that means women are doing more of this unpaid stuff but mm -hmm. if that wasn't the case then you know i've got i know people who would love to spend more time being a father what like looking looking after the kids and stuff like that um mm. and it's i think it's more to do with like the appeals of the different like lifestyle and if in countries where there is lots of childcare, there's really good education systems there's lots of compensation for the government for um having kids and stuff like that you do see more of a balance as opposed to where it's an absolute shit job <laughs> and then you'll find more seemingly more men go well i don't really actually want to do that so uh mm. i think i'm gonna earn the i think I, I think it's interesting because it's made me think about my approach because i treat everyone the same mm -hmm. and kind of what i'm hearing here is i need to change that and i need to accommodate for women differently but whereas my mentality is like everyone's equal like this is might be the wrong mentality but everyone's equal 
everyone's the same. I don't judge people. Unlike you, actually, you judge people. You judge me the first time you ever met me. So if anyone's uh, listening, Travis was actually very judgmental when he first met me. Thought I was a prick. Were his exact words, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> weren't exactly. Is words. that true? Or is that no, the, the exact words were, who's this prick? <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So, and then, you, and then you actually got to know me and found out I wasn't a prick. I was just an idiot that didn't know any better. There's a difference, right? Mm. An idiot that means well. But what I'm trying to get at is like, I wouldn't... See, this is where I'm, I'm learning, right? Maybe. Mm. Um, I wouldn't treat the women in my life differently to I treat the men in my life because I'm like, everybody's the same. But what maybe this is highlighting is they're actually, we're not all the same and you've got to engage with people in different ways. Does that make sense? You've got to listen. Is that right? I think is that's that the right? main thing. You've got to, you've got to like... Oh, I'm, shit, I'm shit at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we've got a podcast where we just talk. <laughs> it's, it's more just being, I think it's more just being aware. Like, I think a lot of, I know a lot of blokes who, um, what's a good example? There are a lot of women in my life that are a bit shocked when I nonchalantly, like if they if they're just like, oh, is um, I'm I'm not feeling well, headachey, this, and I'm like, oh, is it like this this like work or work stress or is it like period period stuff? And they're just like. Well, a guy who's period stuff. Yeah, is it, is it, is it, is it menstrual? And they just go, "Wow, a guy who's willing to just nonchalantly just mention a woman's period." Most other guys just go, Ugh. and I'm like, "Well, you know, it's something that you deal with, and I'm aware of it." And like, um, I like to be honest, I only really became conscious of that when my mate he said, "Do you want a tip for life?" And I was like, "Okay, a tip for life." Um, he's in a relationship. He's engaged actually at the moment. He said. I always have a pad or a tampon in my bag ready. And I was like, mm, where are you going with this? And he said, the amount of times that like his missus has gone, oh shit, I didn't, I forgot. I didn't realize it was this time of the month. I don't know if I, I have, I got anything. Oh, I'm out. And he's just like, don't worry, got you covered. And it's just, that's like enough. And I was just like, Do, does what? she know that you know this? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Does she know. I was yeah, going to say because you just, I've you've just announced. Right, I was going to say that's so funny. If like he's not supposed to release this sensitive information, and you've just come along and been like, "Yeah, my mate." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, this is the thing. I think people should be conscious of this, and like, um, I think I think yeah. it's a bit pathetic that it's just like, oh, women's problems. Don't want to know about those, like, because they're gross and stuff. And it's like, well, if you if you just understand what's going on, then. Like, like you're saying, you, you, your your conclusion there was like maybe treat some people like a little bit differently, but mm. for me, it's like, you know, if I don't really want to make it all about periods because it's, it's a bit like, uh, yeah, please don't. It's it's a fun, like a funny. It's a, it's a bit of a joke, like uh, that, that men think so badly of it. But it's like if you're just aware that it's happening, then you can not like treat them differently not treat people differently just be more conscious of like might not be having the best day for five to 
Wow, it goes. Yeah, but the, dif- days, the difference so. is, right? You know what I was saying last week about I've got one emotion and I just roll with that emotion <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I've got one way I engage with people. So if I, there's a bloke that's saying, I'm not having a bad day, I'm like, just pick yourself up, mate. It's character building. If there's a woman that's saying it, I would say the same thing. I wouldn't choose differently, yeah. you know, because one's man and one's women. But my mentality is like, what have we got to moan about in this modern day world? My head, my head's always like that. Okay. What do we yeah. have to moan about? Life could be worse. Pick yourself. Sometimes like, I've got a headache. I'm like, fucking pick yourself up. It's a headache. Mm. Right. That's my attitude. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't say differently between male or female, right? Both of the ways. And mm. you know, the way I get that from is actually my mum. My mum, if ever we're ill or moaning, she's like character building, pick yourself up. Like she's created that. <laughs> yeah. She just, no, no shit, no sympathy mm. from my mum, right? You don't get it. Just like, get on with it. You're a little bit sick, suck it up. So that's where I've learned it from. And mm. um, I roll that out for different people. And, but this is why the book, conf- <laughs> yeah, everybody gets the same treatment, right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like uh I'm not sexist, but you well, that's get so the funny. Same. After after the whole the medical stuff, it's like uh, we, we've just read a book where it says you know the medical treatment is um, is different for it doesn't always work for different people. So I, th- I just think that's mm. quite quite funny how you you referred to like your attitude as your treatment of people, and uh, the, we just talked about medical treatment. I thought that was quite quite a nice parallel yeah. that you drew there. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. But it, um, no, it, it comes back to the simplicity of the way that my brain works, right? It's like mm. one mode for everything. I give myself, the, I give, you know, show people the same version of me all the time. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. I will mm. respect you in the same way. I won't judge you. And I will also treat you the same I would treat any other person. But th- that's why this book confused me because it's like, oh, maybe you should treat people differently. I'm like, huh? What? Like, you have to engage with people differently? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Mind. You actually have to listen? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just tell them to get on with life and carry on. Oh, um, <laughs> But yeah, mate, like, because, so I've got another few points. I'm, I'm, co- I'm conscious that we've gone on about this book for a while. Um, mm. But there's a couple of things that I just want to point out before we close off on this book um Mm. like i say on the whole amazing book um definitely worth reading not open my eyes to a lot of things 90 percent of what's in here is is very valid stuff um i think two ways that it would have been absolute icing on the cake and you may disagree with me here is um it wasn't balanced for me you know this book bashed men the whole time and that's fine absolutely fine with that and being bashed and i'm in that category and we have to just take absolutely it, yeah. fine with being bashed yep i'm fine i'm fine with being bashed and battered but do you know what i think would be powerful is if like she actually turned around and said do you know what but here's a here's a here's a, here's a chapter on how things are improving and made it a bit more balanced and said here's 95 percent of the book that's so, t- saying how bad everything is but actually right. let's also look at the other side for five percent and let's say these are the improvements that have happened for women and and this is how it's getting better and we can continue this and we can continue to make things better because i think this book will fuel feminism right if you've got a feminist person um this froze fuel on her fire which is maybe what you want to do with a book right and there's nothing wrong with that but where I think the book missed a trick is actually what would be really powerful for feminism is if they could, if feminism could start to change the minds of the people that are sexist. And I think the way that you start to, if I'm a man that's like, I hate women and women have got great lives and they just need to get on with it. Mm. And, and, and this book just tells me I'm bad. It's the Dale Carnegie thing. If you criticize somebody 
They just get defensive and try to justify themselves. You don't win them over. You just make them defensive. And that's what this book kind of would do, I think, to anybody that's sexist. It would just make them defensive because all it is is negative, 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 your shit, your shit, your shit. And you might get a bloke that's sitting there going, well, I haven't done anything. You know, it wasn't anything to do with me. Um, And it's just battering that mentality. I think if she'd have said, but hey, guys, do you know what? There is a little bit of positive. These are some improvements. And there's some examples of the way that, you know, women's lives are improving due to male and female. Um, And, you know, let's let's keep that going. I think you might win more people over Mm. and blokes might go, "Okay, we can help. We can do things because the final piece of the puzzle for me, which I think was missing, is a section on how. Yeah, and I've read this book. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I've read. I've read this book. What can I do? Like, what are the next steps? Yeah, and I'm I'm gutted that she didn't because I kind of read this book and was like, wow, I've learned and I've and my eyes are now open to you know the disadvantages that there are for women due to the lack in data that there are. But how do I help? What do I do? Mm. Do I sit here and chat to my mate about it on a podcast? Is that going to make a difference? Oh, I think it makes not. a huge... Oh. <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all I've done is make a tit of myself, probably. Do you know? So, like, I think that would have been absolute icing on the cake to make it a little bit more balanced and say, here are some positives that are, you know, coming out of the change mm-hmm. in the feminist movement. And actually, if you've been inspired by this book, here's how you can help and here's what you can do to keep making things better. And I think that then would have been a really, like a perfectly rounded book. Nice. Um, but I'm still saying I'm 90, I'm 90% positive with everything that's in there. I Ooh. would highly recommend it to anybody. Um, that's a first class degree uh, you've given there. Nice. With honours. Uh, yeah. Uh, because it's eye opening, mate. And mm. she's put a lot of work into it. And like we say, it's 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 all studies. And, and I would like to have had the time to look at and read some of the studies because that is one thing that I learned going through university that you can you can support any argument you want with any because there's enough studies out there to support your point yeah. and Even it with the be, same be, studies you could just quote it you can quote them differently and stuff like that exactly can, which is quite, yeah, yeah so it would have been nice to dig into that i haven't had the time so i can't comment on it but i think it's a hugely positive thing that she has decided to go that route mm-hmm. because me i'm a very fact oriented person like you ask you probably know that if someone tells me something I always like why question it where's that come from who said that like and this book I couldn't do that with because she was referencing and citing every point she made so yeah yeah it's a very good book for people like me and you who 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 do ask those yeah but but why is it like that where's where's the proof so yeah it did kind of like shut us up for a bit during the read because we can't we can ask our usual yeah but have you considered it's like data mm. so yeah yeah i really really yeah 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 i really like that um i like the idea of massive shout out as well to the person that recommended it because it's something that i wouldn't have picked up yeah so i just want to say that like i wouldn't have picked this book up without it being recommended so guys if you are listening and you've got stuff that you think we need to learn which is probably a very long list <laughs> <laughs> this is how people are gonna like t- this is how people are gonna tell us things that they wanted to tell us, but we haven't been listening. They'll just assign it to us as a reading thing and yeah. then we'll go away and they'll be like, well, that was yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, this was recommended good. to us by a uh, female friend of ours who who picked up the book uh, after they'd just been recommended it as well, which was quite nice. I don't nice. think she's read it though. I don't think I she's, don't think she's I've, read I've, it. I've seen Remember Instagram that. stories <laughs> of her reading it. So yeah. I don't know if we've overtaken her. Is, some of the books, I think... 
basically we're doing people's homework for them now <laughs> because yeah. on the recommended list of books there's so many people who have gone to me oh, i've heard it's really good but i've not read it <laughs> so, <laughs> so they so want us to read it and give them a summary basically <laughs> <laughs> no that's interesting but when i think of an action yeah. plan um i think i've not got one but because I like talking and I, and I haven't necessarily saved all of my thoughts and opinions for this show throughout the weeks of reading this. Um, and people go, Oh, what are you up to? And I'm just like, I'm reading this really interesting book. And so, um, a lot of my female mates, I've gone, Oh, what about this? And I'm like, did you know, <laughs> did you know that you're more likely to die in this? this <laughs> it's, Sound like you're selling car insurance there. <laughs> did you know? Well, sign up well, today. Well, uh, subject to availability. Travis, terms Pepper, Life. <laughs> Travis Pepper Life Insurance. <laughs> For only 99 But yeah, it's, it's, I think not only did I learn stuff from um, this book, but when talking to these friends, who they, they they have a stake in this game, like you know the the idea of um, a more equal world. They, they have stakes in this yeah. game, and that upon me going, oh, I've learned this, I've learned this. A lot of them have gone, oh, well, it sounds like you're willing to learn. Well, you should also check out this. And like, here's this article from Psychology Today talking about the differences in nurture nature, and I'm like sure yeah i'm ready like and it, i think a lot of them have been like oh, i didn't know you were ready you were willing to listen to stuff like this didn't know you were interested in stuff like this and mm -hmm. also they're going oh i didn't exactly know that so i think action plan for me is to you know start talking about this more with loads of different people seeing what their opinion is and then yeah. hopefully not at the end going well you're a load of shit um hopefully going yeah oh that's interesting let's find something new and probably give myself too much work to do for this podcast. Um, but, you know, it's all in the grand scheme of... We're uh, learning. Learning. We're yeah. learning and we're, we're learning, we're listening and we're here for you, ladies. So you can <laughs> um, rely on... Tra <laughs> welcome to Travis. <laughs> Travis Pepper Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Pepper Blind Date. It's me behind the curtain every time. <laughs> you, you could be... How do you think be you'd host? be on Blind Date? How do you think you'd be on Blind Date? Did you ever watch that back in the day? Uh, no, not really. I was kind of too young. It was. I was. I can kind of remember it. It was still a black, concept. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. I think I'd be. I'd be very disappointing, wouldn't I, on Blind Date? I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Especially if the woman's six foot two and the like thing comes back and there's just no one there like, <laughs> it's like um, expecting to look into somebody's eyes oh there you are yeah, it's, it's like those, uh, those movie moments where you open like a kid knocks on the door and the adult opens it looking to where the adult would be and then goes huh and looks down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a, that's such a good analogy. Oh um, dear, is that an analogy or a metaphor? I might have got it wrong. Uh, Either or. Um, Similarly, I don't know. But but, uh, but if you have you ever dated someone taller than you? No, no, never. no, 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 uh, oh. no. Oh, no, never dated someone them time. Yeah. Well, ladies, if you're out there and you're over five foot eight, um, oh, sorry, what are you? Six yeah, foot two. I like you? to sound five seven, so I'd say five seven. Okay. Maybe five eight if I'm lucky. If I've got my Dr. Martins on with heels on, ladies, bam, five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a sweating. stature! <laughs> I know, mate. <laughs> nice. Um, so, if you want me to do a nice little segue from obviously one 
we're moving now, I think. Do your segue. From... I'm going to top up my water. I'm just, I'm still here. I'm still here. I don't know what my segue is. No, I've not got, I've not really got a segue. Oh, I'll tell you what my segue can be. So this week is the first week that we have had a book and an album recommended to us. Oh, yes. So special. So special. this album was re- it's recommended to us by Aussie Mate from Down Under. Oh, and nice. uh, he said, you need to listen to these fucking rippers, bro called holy holy oh no i went off i towed off Um, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we got a recommendation from down under by a uh, a band a band that are called holy holy and the album is when the storms would come Mm. um do you want to start do i want to start um, yeah, I, I want you to start. Did you do any research into the band at all? Um, so I thought you yeah, might have done. So you start with that. We've got a contrast, haven't we, from going to women to now two white males. Woo! <laughs> We're back into two white males. Um, yeah, two lads from Australia. Um, the only thing I've written down: Australian chaps, good looking. Yeah, very good looking, aren't they? Compared yeah, yeah. to you and me, that's that's, actually, that's my only I've thing for said, them as well. <laughs> said i wish we look like them that's exactly what i mean oh okay well i don't think any of us could grow that beard um for one yeah (laughs) but the hair's almost there they're they're strapping gentlemen to say the least and i've written for two guys i think they've got a wicked sound Mm. i think they've got a really cool sound for two guys the album cover has got a uh like a mountain peak on it um pink and blue album I, I I feel like that that mountain means something, but I never never discovered what it means. I think I think the you have those albums where album artwork just does not give you the same feeling as the album does, and the actual music. And but this album, um, the album artwork is very um, it's pleasant. It's not. It's I want to say inoffensive, <laughs> um, but it's it's. The album itself is quite ambient. It's really relaxed. Ominous. It's really chill. And I could listen to the album whilst looking at a view that you could see in this album cover. It's a mountain peak and it's... Yeah, it's that's cool. Um, or it's at least meant to represent an album peak. I, 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 that mountain peak. Um, okay. And it's kind of got this kind of... Uh, what's it? Subdued filter on it to make it seem a bit artsy and i feel like the album itself is quite subdued it's not it it, it gradually builds and and then pulls back and it's kind of like this nice um ambient immersive wave of of music which is really really nice and it's not like the kind of thing where suddenly it's a bam 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 like arctic monkeys like the two two bands that we've just reviewed in the in the last two episodes yeah just yeah, yeah. It's not heavy hitting like that. And because of that, I, I struggled I struggled to write significant things that stood out to me. Like I listened to the okay. first uh, I listened to the album the whole way through. Yeah. And after it finished, because uh, because I was doing something at the same time. Remember our wiki how how to review an album, yeah, doing yeah, different yeah. things. How to so I was doing an album. I was doing something whilst listening to it. And it had finished. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like Smiling to myself still when I was like, oh, it's over. Oh, that was nice. Can't remember anything that happened, but it was just, that, that was really nice. But I couldn't, okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't pull anything back. So I listened a couple more times and I, I found it funny. It's just like, 
you have those different type types of things that you enjoy. Like I enjoy the big, like in your face music, really cool riff, memorable. And you're like, whoa, that's cool. But what I'd really, I love this album and I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, you do. So love it. So you love yeah. it. Well, I, I, I thought I, I would recommend it to a friend. I'd be like, oh, you should check this right, okay. out. And if I yeah. was camping, if I'm down in Bude and I'm just uh, chilling out, um, I don't know. Fire evening. burning, cracked a beer. Yeah. Sitting with your feet up. Yeah, it's perfect. Sun's going down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Like um, I, mate, yeah. I kind of dis- I disagree. I mean, the first three songs for me, I thought were wicked. Um, they have, I feel like they've got a structure of, they've got two kind of modes in my head. Okay. Like, very slow and a song that's very slow and very straight and doesn't really twist and turn. And then every third one, they chuck in something different. You know, like the first two, Sentimental on Monday, I'm like quite slow, simple, but it's effective. I thought there was a line in it that I thought was my favourite line from the whole album, which is, this darkness is nothing but a lack of light. I love it. Um, I love that I, lyric. Yeah, that is, that's wicked. This darkness is nothing. In my defence, actually, before we continue... After listening to it a few more times, I do have things to say about it. It's, it, it's, right. it hasn't stayed as that kind of uh, opinion, but I have picked stuff out of it. But um, I love yeah. the lyrics uh, in a lot of their songs as well. And there's two in that first song. Yeah. Um, this darkness is nothing but a, but a lack of light. I was like, nice. That's yeah, good. and it's really fitting for what's going on at the moment, I think, because I read into that as like this darkness, you know, that we're experiencing in the States or you think about this book and the problems that we've got, like maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but where I'm re- what I'm taking from that lyric is it's nothing but a lack of light. Like we can turn, a f- we can flick a switch here and we can change mm. our mentality and we can, just by flicking that switch, we can change our mindset and uh, we can have an impact on the world like mm. that. I know maybe I'm going a bit too far with it there, but I was like, that really like struck it. a chord with me. I, um, like I was feeling, I was feeling Def Cab for Cutie outside in the mm-hmm. heart of it, mm-hmm. like very Def Cab for Cutie. Like if the person listening um, hasn't or isn't aware of Def Cab for Cutie, they should definitely check those guys out. Um, number two, I've written, it's not got me jumping, but it's nice. Um, and then number three, yeah, right, number here we two go. Was, so, I put number two as really simple, but I enjoyed it. Like it was, there was yeah. nothing massive, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number three for me is my favorite song on the album. Um, it's called A Heroine, which I thought was again, really fitting, seeming as we've just read a book on sexism and uh, how women are mm. not uh, like disadvantaged. This song is, is called A Heroine and um it's got a really cool opening riff. And do you know what got me in this? And I don't know if you noticed this. You may say you did or you didn't. But this is one of their songs that becomes twisty-turvy. It it builds, it lifts, it drops, it comes back down into something really quiet. But it starts, right? It's got a really cool riff. And then there's a drum roll. And I was waiting for the drums, the drums then to enter. But what I found really weird is there's a drum roll and then it's, it stops. And it just goes to the bass drum and goes... And he's just like... And I'm like, I was expecting the drums to kick in there. And... The drums are really minimalistic through the verse and then it starts to build up. Um, mm. I don't know like, if you remember this song. Like in the bridge, he, he, all it is is the bass drum again. If you, do, if you didn't pick this up, listen back to it. Um, there's just the bass drum with a snare and then they build it, build it, build it and just drop the, the vocal in and he says, wait until my dying days are gone 
And then mm. he says, I'm coming home. And then it drops into that bit where it's like going, it, they're, they're the singing, ooze. like just woo. Yeah. The oh, ooze. I love that yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So at that bit, when they drop into that, when he says, I'm coming home and all the woos start, the drum rolling in there is fucking wicked. And it just goes from being like simple bass drum, a little bit of snare, and then he goes, I'm coming home. And the whole thing for me at that point, when it drops into those woos, Mm. And they're singing, it just lights up. And the, the rolls on the drums are just like, I was there playing the air drums in my kitchen. Just like, oh, this is quality. Yeah. Like, I, re- I really, I really enjoyed that song. I like, I like um, how they built up to it with the, da, 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 da. it was like this like rising thing. And, and, and yeah. kind of like, I was there nodding my head, just going like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then yeah. what they delivered was this thing that you can participate in, these oohs, like, oh, oh. It was like, yeah, I can sing along yeah. to this. This is brilliant. And um, it's a little bit like Vida La Vida with Coldplay, the kind of, oh, oh. Kind of get that, yeah. Well, the thing was. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of woo that you can you can get on board with. A heroine is. That kind of note. A heroine is, is that it was not right for me the first time round when I listened to it. Like, but then. It was kind of like I didn't recognize the rest of the song in the context of the album. So then when I actually focused on the track, I was like, oh, there's so much more going on here. I really, really like it. Um, because in yeah. this, like in the album, it was kind of like, cool, cool, cool. Ooh, ooh. yeah, the oohs are here now. That's great. Um, but now I listened to it properly and concentrating was really, really uh, nice. Really, yeah, really yeah, good yeah. And what I thought I like the, the way they finished that song is obviously we've spoken about him saying, I'm coming home. And then it kicks off big time. And the ending of that song, he just says, I'm coming home. And you're kind of expecting it to go again because that's been what happens throughout the song. Every time he says that, it, it drops into this like really fantastic, like, I don't know, whatever you call that section. Mm-hmm. And um, right at the end, I thought, oh, what's really cool is he, he does it again at the end, but then they just like whittle it out with the very slow guitar solo, uh, like guitar riff or whatever. Yeah. Guitar riffs, really cool in this. R- a lot. So... The guitar riffs in history, uh, you cannot call for love like a dog. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. Really love these guitars. Simple yet effective. And I really liked the sound as well. It was kind of like yeah. high delay, uh, really ambient sounding guitars, which were really, really nice. I think they put a lot, yeah. of, lot of effort into getting that sound really, really good, yeah. which I really appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. And please, because for me, again, like with history, I was a little bit meh, but I was like the first two songs quite slow and then it's got heroin and that's a big song. And then history and if I were you again, are that kind of slower pace, they kind of do two that are slow and then one that really gets you and then they do it again and history and if I were you are are more mellow. Yeah, um, I feel and then you cannot call for love like a dog was a good track as well. I love the Um, title of that track. What you cannot call the first thing I thought is sniffing a butt. That's what I thought when I saw it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is that not what they... Is, is that not... <laughs> no, like, you cannot expect... <laughs> is that not what you, they mean? No. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not what I read mean. it as you can't, you can't go around sniffing people's butts and expect to make friends. That's what I read it as. <laughs> no, it's like, whistle for your dog to come. Like, you cannot just call... You cannot just call for love. Like you do oh. if you need your dog to be there. It's not always going to be there. It's oh. not going to, it's no guarantee that it's going to come back. Unlike your dog where you just whistle and it comes running back just like, oh, I'm happy to see you. Like, yeah. I, I read that as you cannot call for love how a dog would call for love. 
So like if a dog was looking for love, how would he find love? That's how I read it. But I see, I completely see, see what I mean. So like a dog goes around and sniffs butts and then he, and then he finds love. <laughs> that's genuinely how I read that. But no, you've explained it and it makes so much more sense. Yeah, you cannot call for love like you're calling for your dog back. Yeah, yeah I've got it. That's, so it's, that's really It's got powerful. some really good lyrics in there like, um, um, uh, love. So th- it starts with the heart. You cannot ask for love. It may come if you wait year after year after year. So may come, mm. but it's, it's, it's the tide. Love is the tide in rises and falls strong. Like the iceberg, uh, gone with the thorn. Love is the rain that falls in the night hard in December, but dry in July. And I was like, mm. what? Nice. I liked that. I really yeah. liked that song when it came to the lyrics as well. That was probably my favorite song. Um, was it? Uh, uh, okay. With I'd say it's my third favorite song. Sentimental and Monday was my favorite. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't put that in my top because three. That's I've... the only one on Spotify that's in the top five. Is it? From this album. Yeah. Okay. Well, what yeah. I liked about that's it what is... I thought was amazing. That's why I want to listen to the other albums that they've done. Because the other ones have... So, so this, this, this album's like the least successful album. Well, I mean, it depends. It's the least amount of listens on Spotify. Right. That, Currently yeah. being listened yeah, yeah. to. So, But what I liked yeah. about Sentimental and Monday was that... Um, I, I don't know, whenever we're listening to an album about this podcast, I'm focused on that first track ever since we've been talking about good openers. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What I wrote about this one is close your eyes and let it absorb you. And that's, that's what I got from that opening track. I just kind of went, when I sat down to listen to just the album, I sat down and I just went, ah, and just like that opening track just allowed me to just give in and let the album do its thing, which I thought was a great opener. That's why it's one of my favorites. Do you know what's funny about that? Like you saying there, sitting and like closing your eyes. I did that with Pretty Strays for Hopeless Lovers, um, which I think is very similar to you can't, the two bits that that you've, uh, you can't call for love like a dog at the end has like a two minute guitar solo, Mm. um, very atmospheric and pretty strays for hopeless lovers does that. Um, and it's like four minutes in things start to build. Like it's very slow. It builds up. I like that kind of thing. Like that's what you get a lot with foals. Um, which is again, why I'm surprised you didn't like total life forever. <laughs> so, so hung up. In my, it. De- in my defense, um, a lot of people listening have just, uh, rallied to my, to my, uh, my side and they go, yeah, I agree with you on the foals, but in your defense, they say, what is it? Sahara swing. Is that a song on the foals? Sahara. Album? Spanish Sahara. Spanish Sahara. Track, yeah. uh, they're just like yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. banger. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Have Keep your opinions. All right. Okay. But so. um, to quickly go back to Pretty Strays for Hopeless Lovers. Yeah. yeah like the, the, the four minutes in, there's something that starts to build. And again, you have this amazing guitar solo uh, with the drums and the bass and it's and the sound is so full. Mm. And I just sat in my garden and closed my eyes, my headphones on like you were doing there. Yeah. And so I just almost let it take me. And there's, a, I don't know if you noticed, but in that section at the end, there's a piano and the piano comes in and it's like double time on the beat for the last minute or so. Where it's just like, bah, 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 yeah. and it's just like, on, like layers on top of the bass and the guitar. Hmm. And for that last minute, I was literally like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. Um, but then I've, I've, wrote, I've written about that. I found it very similar to you cannot call for love like a dog. I would say for me, it was better. All right. Um, I, yeah, I really liked it. But then from there on in, there wasn't much left for me after Pretty Strays for Hopeless Lovers. Uh, the crowd and Impossible Like You, I'm like, 
again, it's those two songs where they're like just, again, a bit mellow. I think The Crowd was my least favourite song on the yeah, album. Um, I wasn't a fan, really. And then House of Cards at the end... Um, the only thing I've written about House of Cards is I don't know if I've picked up on this or I'm overthinking it, but he says the line, I feel like I'm building houses of cards. I'm trying not to breathe. I'm trying not to shake. And I've basically written to me that says he's building relationships that are unstable mm. and he's trying not to breathe. He's trying not to shake because he knows those relationships are um, could be basically blown over so easily. So mm. I quite liked the premise of that song to end it. Mm-hmm. Um but I, see, free, I didn't listen to those two because they weren't on the they were on the bonus tracks. So I I just listened to the oh. standard album. So so, so where did it finish? The crowd, which is like it finishes a calm, at the crowd, calm ending. Um, mm. So it was yeah that that that's what I so I didn't actually get to listen to House of Cards, but I'll go away and listen to it now um, after this yeah. as well. But another one it that is a good was interesting for me was what did you think of Wanderer? Uh, let me, uh, that's, let me have a look at my notes. Where is the one with the chorus that goes, Uh, the sunshine of your heart. Yeah, it's not really, I've not got a lot. I said it's, it feels a bit like history. Um, and this is where I've started to, in my head, I've started to realize I've said they've got two modes, you know, they've got that mellow and straight vibe and then they've got the written, the topsy turvy thing and it balances well because it gives a lot of variety in the album. And I feel like this track gives some variety and balance as well, mm-hmm. but it's not, it wasn't, a, I've not written a standout track. Ah, okay. Cause I, I liked, um, the chorus of Wanderer just didn't seem that conventional for me. It didn't seem as, um, it, it didn't like, it sometimes felt that the verses were a little bit bigger and then the chorus was a bit more, uh, it was a, it was, it had big, a big line to it, a big vocal line, but everything else is a bit more like, relaxed and i it was this is one of the tracks that i'd really like to see live as well as pretty strays for hopeless lovers and you cannot go for love like a dog yeah. i'd love to see those two they tracks would, play live. they would be they they would definitely be i mm. think this i think this band would be a great band to see live actually all together so yeah. um, we'll have to see if they tour after all of this so yeah we can, uh, yeah we will but i guess the question is the big question is where does it go because i put the i put the arctic monkeys album in the Travis Pepper playlist. Mm. And obviously we need, we need to make a call on the first ever album that we've had recommended to us. Is it so going what happens it if not? we disagree? Or should we just not? It doesn't go in. It, need, it needs both. It needs, needs both. both people okay. to say yes. Ooh, right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a yes for this album. I really liked it and I will recommend it to a couple of friends as well. So I might as well uh, recommend it to our lovely viewers. So yes yeah, is for awesome. me. Awesome. I, I am also, yes. Um, so 100%, it's definitely going to go in. Um, mate, like, you know, last week we were talking about um, like special moments and bagpipe moments where we get excited. <laughs> and I was like, and I said to you, I'm going to go away and I'm going to find a little bagpipe bagpipes track. Well, in traditional moron fashion, I think I found a little celebratory song for whenever we put an album into the Travis Pepper playlist. So... This I guess this I guess will be the first one. This will be the first. I've got to find the, I've got to find the track though. Now this is where first the first bagpipe uh, moment. Yeah, the first bagpipe moment. So what? Like, what do we say? We say hundred percent, holy, holy. When the storms will come, is going into the Travis Pepper playlist. And without further ado, oh, I don't know. I'm fucking this up. Play the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here we go. 
We don't get struck for copyright. Huh? I hope we don't get struck for singing the tune of Old Lang Syne. Well, can we? Can we get told off for that? Don't know. We'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. I think it's really good. It's got that lift up, it's on vibe that I was talking about last week. So, we've got it there. And I can send it to you so that you can can use it. I don't know. Will you want it to overdub or? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Let's do I it. paid good money for it. I've actually paid for a royalty-free... Um, ah. I, pay, I paid for a royalty-free... So I paid for the royalties for that. You're such a good boy. So, yeah. I actually went and found a version that was royalty-free and you can pay for it. So we have our own official bagpipe moment for whenever we put a song into the Travis Pepper playlist. But my man, but my man, but my man, you said earlier in the podcast that we were going to... This week, recommend things related to Black Lives Matter, yes. which I think is a really good shout. So do you want to quickly rattle off what we're going to do so, for yeah. next week's homework? I can indeed. Your assignment, should you choose to... Well, you don't have a choice, actually. Should you choose to accept it? Ooh. Um, well, uh, we put it, we've, we've seen a couple of posts shared by friends regarding Black Lives Matters, and um, mm. a lot of them had a lot of reading... Um, uh, reading lists, documentaries, series, and stuff like that. And I could have gone through and just ordered them all by rating, but I decided to get a feel for what other people thought. So we shared this around, and based on the feedback, we've got a couple of options here for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a book, we're going to have a documentary, we're going to have a fictional series. A book, a documentary, a fictional series, are we? Okay, book, yeah. documentary, fictional series, yep. Yeah. And... We'll just do, do. We want to discuss this now. This what we're going to do for the album because we've got a choice, listeners. Uh, we Luke and I can all we can either recommend each other an album, or we'll both go and listen to one significant album. Um, so, what are you feeling at the moment? Do do you have well, something you really I, want to share? Or okay, so I've done a super duper thing. I found a band, or I know of a band that have a female drummer. So hashtag Invisible Women, and. Um, a black male. Am I, am I not allowed to say that? Have I? Oh, I didn't no, mean no, to no. offend people. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, it just you're so excited. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if I said something wrong, I've done so well. Um, we've got a female drummer and a black male singer, two white men in the band as well. Um, do you know who they are? I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to think right now. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's many bands I know of that have got a black frontman and a female drummer. Um, but it's Block Party. Oh, so I'm sure you've oh, heard of Block Party. Bloody Block Party. I remember those guys from back in the day. Yeah. Right. So the album Silent Alarm by Block Party, 2005. So we're sticking with the Arctic Monkeys. We're going to cover everything in the 2005 to 2006 era. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a big, big era, Luke. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's a big era. It's a huge era for music, <laughs> mate. Huge one. Um, okay. So... If you want to listen to that, I mean, I've listened to that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say any more. I won't spoil. Okay, but cool. yeah, 
that's that's one album that I chuck you away. So if you want to chuck me an album as well, yeah, um, go for it. Let me just think. So have you? I'm interested to see what you'll think of this, but um, a little the 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 artist I'm gonna recommend is uh, Rationale. Um, okay, and he released an album in 2017, his debut album, and this was this was just one of those music moments in my life where um, a colleague. who I had very little in common with music taste wise. He said, I've just listened to this album. It's a banger. Um, Mm. You know, you you should check it out. And I was like, okay, it wasn't this album, but I loved the album he gave me. And in the recommended was rationale. And I clicked, Mm. listened, was like, holy crap, I've found something even better and recommended it back to him. So we had that really cool moment. Um, but yeah, it's kind of I won't I won't give any more um about it, but he's um he's from Zimbabwe. Um I don't know where he Rationale. I think he's and he, What was the album? Say it again. Uh self titled, Rationale, Rationale. Um ah, okay. right, so cool. yeah, he's from Zimbabwe and he's uh made his life in South London. So I hope you enjoy it. It's it's not, it's nothing like we've reviewed before, so okay, that'd be cool. I'm just trying to quickly think in my head. So we've got block party, we've got rationale. Mm-hmm. The book is what are we going for. The book is why I'm no longer talking to white people about race by um, Rennie uh, Edo Lodge, and the documentary is um, it's a feature length, so it's a movie length. Uh, it's called Thirteenth by Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. And also by her, she did a fictional series uh, called "When They See Us," um, which is okay. about um, after a jogger was assaulted uh, and raped in New York Park, a certain amount of five people were charged, and it follows their story. And oh, I've heard about this before. Yeah, I've heard about that before, and I've, it's been hard. So, w- what are we doing for next week? So, I think we could get uh, the album. Yeah, albums, albums, and let's. So, because it's four episodes, there are an hour, I think, each. Let's do the film instead. So, let's do thirteenth for next week, and the albums, as albums, well. and thirteenth, and then we've got the books, and when they see us. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah. Afterwards. Wicked, mate. Plenty to be getting on with. I've enjoyed this episode, man. Mm. I've had a really good time. I've enjoyed the bagpipes. They've really lifted me up at the end. They need to come <laughs> in earlier because I'm, I'm now psyched. <laughs> I'm now psyched to go off and have some lunch. I oh. think I'm going to go and have a, sam- a salmon fillet. But this is the first week when I will love you and leave you and I won't speak to you later. We have no quiz tonight. I won't see you at eight. So we'll have um, to just do thank some you for having- crazy things during this week anyway to talk about uh, otherwise then. So. Exactly, but thank you for having me, <laughs> and I hope that you, I hope that you're proud that I didn't go for a wee or blow my nose in this episode. So. You've been so well behaved. I'm so proud of you. You, <laughs> thank you. you, you gold star for you. Well done. <laughs> Woo! Love it. See you later, mate. See bye you next bye week. bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.